friends, welcome to this episode of the MakeWell podcast. This podcast is for anyone who's practicing creativity in their daily life so that they can live a life of purpose and passion. Each week, we'll be interviewing Midwest makers that will unveil the behind the scenes of their journey and lessons along the way. We hope their stories help you live a creative life and inspire you to start today. Hey makers, welcome to the Make Well Podcast. This is Ashton, and today we're so excited to welcome a potentially unexpected special guest. She's a lover of coffee, wife and mother of three, and the owner and dentist of All Smiles Dental in Bismarck, North Dakota. Please help me welcome today's guest, Brielle Renz. All right. I'm excited. It's going to be good. good. <laughs> yeah. Good, good. Really good. I'm doing well. So maybe first, let's just kick it off with who you are today. Yeah, so I am Brielle Renz, as you said. I'm a dentist and a mother to three sweet little girls. Um, I also have a husband who's pretty cool, and I own All Smiles Dental here in Bismarck. Nice. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure you're busy all the time. <laughs> it is, but busy to me, I think, feels comfortable. Sure. I actually get more uncomfortable when I'm not busy because, mm-hmm. um, as my husband says, I don't idle well. So it's mm-hmm. it's good for me to be busy. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I think I can relate to that. Mm-hmm. So that's good that someone else feels yeah. the same way. <laughs> I don't know if it's healthy, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so I love to start the podcast with one of those like early childhood memories that maybe was that first mark of either creativity or exploration. Um, Because everyone kind of has that moment or at least that thing that they really love to do it as a kid that Mm -hmm. they thought was just very frivolous and just fun. So I guess what was that for you? Oh, interesting. This is a really good question. I think for me, growing up, my dad. So my dad is like one of the best people in this whole world, if you know, if I had to say myself. He is also one of the most business minded people I've ever Mm -hmm. met. Business, like the idea of business, the the intricacies of business and like the big picture of business like for him is very easy and very like his mind just works like that um and so at an early age I remember asking my dad for allowance because my friends were getting allowance and I was like (laughs) that sounds cool like they just give you money every week like I want that you Uh know and so I was like dad I'd like some allowance and he's like oh yeah you can have allowance um Mm -hmm. I'm gonna give you this money uh but you should use it to make more money. And I was like, what? I think, like, <laughs> I think just the money is good enough. He's like, no, there's a bigger picture here. Uh-huh. So he actually taught us. Uh, he gave us this allowance, but we used our allowance to go and buy candy, boxes of candy. Mm-hmm. And then he would take us to the baseball diamonds after the kid or after people played baseball and they would sit by their uh, trucks, you know, in the parking oh, lot. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Like, what do they call that? I don't even know what they call it. Uh, man, I just, like my dad played softball, so yeah. it's probably tailgating in a way. Something like that. Yeah. So they all <laughs> like sit around in pods, right, after mm-hmm. they play. And so my dad would take us and we'd take all this candy and stuff and we'd put it in this little wagon. And me and my brother would drag this wagon around and we'd ask people if they wanted to buy candy. And then we would take the money from that. <laughs> oh and my gosh. It was crazy. It was yeah. like we made really good money selling candy. <laughs> and so like that was, I feel like, my earliest glimpse of maybe like business I didn't think of it as business I just thought sure. of it like as like a life hack I was like wow yeah. look at what I'm doing with this allowance money um and so but it was like a taste of something bigger I think and for me I was like "Ooh, that was fun like that is cool yeah. and we did that 
for years. We actually like handed the business over to my younger brother and sister, <laughs> which is like this big coming of age thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm no longer selling candy at the baseball diamonds, but some days probably I wish for I was. The better. <laughs> yeah, probably for the better. Wouldn't be looked at the same if I was. <laughs> yeah. Do you think you'll carry on the tradition with your kids? So that's a really good question. My dad actually <laughs> is like hinting at it. He's like, oh. so are the girls, because I have three girls. Yeah. And, and my oldest is seven, and she probably is at that age when I started doing this. Mm-hmm. He's like, do you think the girls want to go selling? Should we get the business going again? And I was like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like different times now. I mean, maybe that's still a thing. But he also uh, helped us establish a, <laughs> a vending machine business. Uh, there you go. Where we purchase vending machines and we'd go around and we'd switch out the candy and oh fill them gosh. back up and then collect the money from it. And so I'm like, maybe they can take over the vending machines at some point. <laughs> like, I'm not sure about yeah. the, the softball diamonds. But the culture's definitely changed. Yeah. So, so I mean, <laughs> weird times. Because <laughs> you, you grew up in Bismarck. I did. Yeah. Okay. I'm born, raised here. Went to high school at St. Mary's. Um, yeah. So yeah, a lot of, lot of time spent here. Nice. Mm -hmm. And in school, did you have a favorite subject or something that a club that you loved? Mm. Yeah. So I was actually part of the Spanish club, Mm. which is really interesting. And I actually joined Spanish club for a very specific reason. And it was because they had chips and salsa. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God. So I had a friend of mine tell me, she's like, you should join Spanish club because when we have meetings, we get chips and salsa every time. I was like, yeah, I'm joining that club. That sounds awesome. Um, And I ended up being in it for like four years. I was like all about it. <clears throat> still can't speak Spanish, but I thought it was really cool. So I really mm-hmm. liked Spanish club. And then I also liked art class in high school. It was okay. probably like my feel, my my like legitimate favorite class wow. um, because our art teacher was amazing. I mean, it was the one class that we actually didn't have structure in. Mm. And coming from a person that normally craves structure. Yeah. And I do. I like structure. I actually normally feel really like good with structure. She didn't provide any structure. And for some reason, it worked for me. I mm. relaxed a lot in that class. And we I like did a bunch of pottery, which is something oh, I wow. haven't got to do since high school. And uh-huh. my daughter was just asking me about this the other day. She must have like, watched some video on it. She said, Mom, how do you make pots? I'm like, actually, <laughs> I used to make a bunch of pots. <laughs> She's like, you did? I was like, yes, they were terrible, but I did. Um, (laughs) But yeah, like, I really enjoyed art class. I think, like, that was a really nice, like, relaxing class for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, that was was my favorite. Nice. Mm -hmm. So when it approached to, like, your senior year of high school, did you kind of know what your next step would be? Because a lot of people don't. Yeah. But sometimes you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my family is like one of those families. And and this is probably like for better or for worse, where my dad and my mom, um, they were like, hey, you need to figure out what you're going to do with the rest of your life. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure, no That's problem. Easy. Yeah, let me just <laughs> jump on that this weekend. Yeah. Um, but my dad was like, you know, he's, he's a financial advisor. He's a CPA. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's like, hey, if you go into school and you think you're going to take two years to like jump around and pick different classes and try things out, he's like, we don't got time for that. He's like, you got to like pick a major and you got to go with it. Yeah. And I didn't know any better. I was like, oh, that sounds like something important I should figure out. So yeah, I also have always had, uh, I like nice things. Um, and so my dad was like, hey, if you think you're going to continue like spending <laughs> the money you're spending on uh-huh. things, you better get a job that can help accommodate for that or you're going to have to marry somebody rich. And I was like, I don't need to marry anybody rich. I was like, <laughs> yes, I'm going to have to find a woman. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, don't need that. Um, so I was like, well, I guess I'm going to have to find a job that, you know, I can make some money at. Mm-hmm. And I started, you know, kind of exploring some options and I was looking into things and nothing was like really grabbing my eye. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of jobs that you can make a lot of money at, but I'm like, that sounds boring. That sounds boring. That sounds like <laughs> not me. You know, I'm not good at that. So 
at the same time, kind of in like a parallel universe, yeah. I was going through some things where I had a smile that I like I didn't like at all. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't something that could be fixed with braces because usually a lot of smiles are fixed with braces like sure. right around that time in high school or junior high. Um, but mine, I just had like smaller teeth and I did mm. just like these little spaces between all of them. And I hated gotcha. it. I hated it. And I was like, I finally came to my parents and I was like, I really want to fix my smile. And, you know, my mom's like, what's wrong with your smile? You're so beautiful. <laughs> and I'm like, no. <laughs> so she's like, OK, we'll go talk to the dentist. So we went to a local dentist and he was like, yeah, sure, we can like we can totally work with this. Mm. And he actually did something called bonding, which is they they you literally take like white filling material and you kind of lay it over the top of your teeth. It's like a poor oh. man veneer um which is great it was wonderful it's exactly what i needed and i left my appointment they did this bonding for me on my front teeth and i left and i was i was a new person like i like just had this confidence that i'd never had before and even my parents are like dang like you are (laughs) feeling good about yourself and i was like yeah (laughs) um and so that kind of around that same time i was like maybe I should be a dentist. Like that Mm -hmm. was really neat what he did for me and it Mm -hmm. really changed my life and maybe that would be something that I could consider doing for the rest of my life. So um, I started shadowing a couple dentists, actually local dentists here. Oh, wow. In high school? Yeah, in high school. Wow, mm-hmm. that's cool. And I, I like, loved it. I was like, this is sweet. This is, like, <laughs> cool. You know, it's, like, the perfect balance of science and art. I get to, you know, there's some blood, which I love. <laughs> and then there's also, like, not too much. You know, nobody should die there. But, yeah, like, yeah. there's a little bit. Um, so it, like, totally scratched the itch for me. So I told my dad, I was like, hey, I think I want to be a dentist. And he's like, mm-hmm. cool. Like, you should be a dentist. You should go mm-hmm. for it. And that kind of just started the the path. And then I heard yeah. it took eight years of school. And I was like, maybe I don't want to be a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, no, no, keep going, keep going. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I can imagine you liked school because of the structure. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, eight years is still a long time. Yeah. I yeah. did like school. I mean, school has always been something that is mm, – it's not easy for me. I'm no genius, but it didn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't some, it seemed like it, it was comfortable. You know, I could yeah. do school and it felt like safe to me mm-hmm. um, in the sense that it wasn't too challenging. So it was like something that just was like, okay, sure, I can do school. Yeah. Um, with that being said, like any senior, I knew like as I was finishing up my senior year, I was like, oh, this is such a relief. I get to like finally be done with this <laughs> chapter. I don't know what I was thinking. I'm yeah. like, and now I go into the real world and life is just going to just get so much better and easier. Yeah. And my dad was, as I'm like applying for scholarships and applying for undergrad programs, I was like, oh, this kind of feels like a lot of work and it's kind of hard. Mm-hmm. And my dad's like, hey, this has been an ongoing theme for us. He's like, hey, you got you to pay your dues. At some mm-hmm. point, you got to pay your dues. Yeah. And I didn't actually know what he meant by that. I thought he was talking like money. And I was like, okay, I got to like pay for this next step. But Uh okay. And I realized as I got into school, um, as I'm going through undergrad for four years, um, that he meant like physically you got to pay your dues. Like it's the time. It's the effort. Mm. You got to like show up every day in an effort to get to like the next step. So as I'm finishing up undergrad, I'm like kind of having this reminiscent experience of being a senior in high school where I'm like, whew, finally, like I paid my dues. <laughs> I made it. Season. Yeah, I made it through that. Uh-huh. Feeling good. Like now we're going to get easier. I just like I'm at dental school. It's going to get so fun because now I get to do dentistry, right? Because undergrad is all. Yeah. There's no dentistry in undergrad. It's and what, what was your undergrad? I was biology and biology. chemistry, um, okay. which 
is pretty standard for like a pre-med, pre-dental course, just because you end up having to take those classes anyways. Every now and then somebody will pick like a total, you can get any major you want. You just Mm. have to take the prereqs to get in. Sure. But yeah, I did like the standard biology route. And so I'm like finishing up and I'm like, okay, here we go. I did it. Pay my dues. I'm like going to dental school and it's going to be great. I'm taking my my DAT, which is a ton of work, our dental admissions test and okay. ch- applying to all these colleges where you have to go or dental schools where you have to go and interview. Mm-hmm. And I'm like getting a little bit discouraged. And my dad's like, hey, you got to just pay your dues. Got to pay your dues. You got like one more. You got another season of this. Like mm-hmm. you got to get through it. So I'm in the middle of dental school now. And I'm like, whew. <laughs> These are a lot of dues I've been playing. Yeah. Like, am I caught up yet? Like, what's the balance, you know, on this? Yeah. And um, as I'm finishing dental school, I'm like, well, now I really did it. Like, no more mm-hmm. dues. Like, I'm done. I've, you know, come this far. I'm going to finally mm-hmm. have this degree. And as I'm getting out of dental school, I'm looking for jobs. And I always, like, at that point in my life, I really wanted to be a business owner. I was okay. feeling very independent. And I'm like, I don't want to work for anybody else. I want, like, I want to do my own thing. And that wasn't an option (laughs) when I got out of school. So I had to like accept the idea that I was going to be an associate for a little bit. I was going to work under somebody else. And I was feeling frustrated with it. And my dad's like, hey, you got to pay your dues. Sure. You know, you got to like do this again. You got to you got to go in. You got to like, you know, take what you can from this experience. And Mm -hmm. I was like, "Okay, I can I can do that again. I can like I can I can move forward in this in this spot. And then like a year and a half ago. I just had another pay your dues conversation with my dad as Mm -hmm. I'm like, at this point, I'm a practice owner. But, you know, there's like a lot of um, excitement with being your own boss in both good and not good ways. (laughs) And I got off the phone with my dad and he was like, hey, you're paying your dues. You have like a young practice. This is good. And I like I looked at my husband. and I was like, I just realized something. I was like, my dad is never going to stop telling me that I have to pay my dues. (laughs) I was like, this is not like a there's no end to this. Uh, but I was like almost relieved because I was like, mm-hmm. okay, as long as I'm paying dues, it means I'm moving forward, right? Sure. Because mm-hmm. whenever you're going, if there's you know direction or if you're taking a step forward or you're pushing a bar or you're trying to get to a next level, mm-hmm. you have to like pay dues to do that. So it's yeah. good that I keep paying dues because it means I'm going forward. Yeah. But for a long time, I really thought that like there was – there is like a stop to this. So I'm just, mm. I don't know. I'm curious. I feel like I'll pay dues the rest of my life, but that's probably, Im- <laughs> that's probably important. Whatever that means, I guess it's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like you need to get a recording of your dad saying that. <laughs> oh, I probably do. It's in my brain. It's like hardwired in there. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So where, where did you end up in dental school? Cause I'm sure there's tons of options. Yeah, there is. There is a lot of options, just not in North Dakota. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the one place that it would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I did go to school out in California. California. I went to okay. Western University of Health Sciences, uh, which is actually a really established medical school. And the year that I went there, they added in a dental program, uh, a, dent- a college of dental medicine, a college of optometry. Uh, oh, wow. Like they added in a ton of stuff that year. So I was actually part of the inaugural class. Oh, okay. Um, which is something that could either really excite people or really scare people. And I think <laughs> yeah. it does both, actually, typically. Sure. Um, for me, it was exciting. I was like, mm-hmm. cool, new technology. There's nobody above us. So we get to do a lot more. Usually mm-hmm. there's nobody to share patients with. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it was a good experience for me. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And what was it like going from – because you're in Montana for college. I did. I went. Right? To, I did my undergrad at Carroll College in yeah. Helena. Mm-hmm. So what was it like going from Montana – well, your whole life in Bismarck, too <laughs> – Yeah. to California? I mean, it was humbling, I would say, <laughs> 
because there's a lot to learn. Um, I really felt like a true, I don't like whatever the stereotypical North Dakotan is. I felt sure. like that for yeah. the first time in my life. Because <laughs> I mean, so many of my classmates in California were like, wow. Like, they would just look at me they're like, I've never met someone from North Dakota. Like, I didn't know you guys really got out. And I was like, well, yeah. here we are. Suddenly flesh. become the poster child for what North Dakota is. I was. Is. Like, I had to, I had to, like, explain things mm-hmm. to them. You know, like, what a hot dish is. I'm like, you don't know what a hot dish is? Or like, nifla you, soup. Yeah, like, get out. I made nifla soup for them. And that's see, yeah that's great <laughs> i know i'm a true friend yes true, very true yeah um so at the end of dental school like have you kind did you enjoy california or how did you end up making the decision to come back home yeah i think we i think we always knew so i was married to my husband who i met in high school i mean okay. we've known we <laughs> he's uh, we started dating when i was 14 so <laughs> he's Cute. the real og that guy yeah. is uh he's been with me through it all um but we we moved to montana together and then we moved out to california together and i think we both knew that we wanted to get back to north dakota we okay. at that point lily our seven-year-old was six months old we just had her and really when you throw kids into the mix of life sometimes uh going home just seems that much more appealing like both of our families were there we really need could use the help so Mm. I mean for us it just made sense to get back home and um kind of start a life there so I don't think we overthought it too much but that I think that's why I always encourage people to get out of North Dakota like the young Mm -hmm. people that are like feeling a little bit of that itch and I'm like you should go go for a while like take a couple years go like explore a couple places yeah and you like you might end up back here or you might not but either way you'll probably be grateful that you did it. If you feel like you should do it, you should do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then it's a choice. Right. You know, it's not like you're stuck here. Right. You have you've, to be here. You've like, been, like you're choosing yeah. to be mm-hmm. here. Yeah. 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 Love mm-hmm. that. So when you were looking at jobs in Bismarck, was it hard to find that like associate dentist position? Yeah, it was actually. So being a, you know, when you have such a specific <laughs> career, <laughs> there's not like a ton of choices out there sure. right it's not yeah. like you can go apply to like a bunch of firms or a bunch of different places and yeah. like see what the best fit is and North Dakota at that point Bismarck especially did have um kind of they were at max capacity for dentists like it was oh, really? just full like how it, many dentists are in town do ooh, you know it's a really good question I don't know but okay enough yeah. <laughs> a good amount the right for amount all the teeth yes <laughs> all the teeth are taken care of if they need to be um yeah, so I was like, it was cozy there. And I had reached out to a couple of places, actually quite a few people. I sent like this full letter uh, to a lot of the offices. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of the dentists here in town had kind of succession plans in place. If they were at that point in their life where they oh. thought that they might be needing somebody in the next few years, it was like they had a child that was just about to graduate or they had this sure. like nephew that they had been waiting for. So, and I get that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that makes sense. So there just wasn't a lot of space yeah. for like someone new to come in uh i was really fortunate to um, meet who i did and it, it ended up working out well um our arrangement so yeah mm-hmm. did, i'm curious did it come from any of that shadowing that you did in high school no 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 not at all it came from my mother's <laughs> intuition god bless her oh, nice so she was <laughs> she she thinks she might be a psychic i don't know <laughs> but she like drove by uh this office one day and she she called me and she's like i think you need to go talk to this dentist i just had this <laughs> feeling when i drove by that this is going to be the place and this would be really good for you. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. And so I did because I, I really had no options. And so I yeah. kept pestering them. And yeah, she was right. I mean, it ended up working out. Maybe I just willed it to work out. I don't know. Sure. But yeah, that's how it happened. My nice. mother's intuition. Mm-hmm. And so how long did you work there? 
for five years, actually. Wow. Yeah, I didn't think I was going to um, be there for five years. I mean, maybe. What, what Our original arrangement is that I was going to try and partner um, with that okay. practice eventually. That was our plan. But things ended up kind of changing, and um, he wasn't quite ready to retire, which I can respect. Sure. So I decided, you know, I had the option to stay and continue being an associate. But at that mm-hmm. point in my life, I really felt like I was itching to do something else. Ready I just couldn't. Next I, season. <laughs> I needed it. I did. I felt yeah. like my, I mean, my skill set was there, which was naive. But sometimes you need that naivety to like move forward, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just decided like, no, I think I need to to go on my own. And so I kind of had to make some tough choices there. Was I starting my own practice from scratch? Was I mm-hmm. going to buy out somebody else, which is tricky to do when, you know, we're in a smaller place. It's not yeah. like these practices just pop up every day. <laughs> no. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> um, but the stars really aligned, um, or I I really feel like, you know, God had a hand in it that the same time that I was turning down an associate position for long term, mm-hmm. um, there was a dentist in town who was ready to retire and his practice, I actually, it wasn't even officially up for sale. Our oh, wow. our rep told me, our Patterson rep, we buy our supplies through. Oh, sure. Yeah, they have a good pulse on like the situation usually. He called me and he's like, hey, so-and-so is ready to sell their practice. And I was like, mm, he, he said he wants to retire. And I was like, I kind of yeah. just went through this. I'm not sure I want to jump into something like that again. I'm kind of looking to, you know, Mm-hmm. be on my own maybe he's like no he wanted to retire like he's done like two weeks ago so <laughs> yeah so this I met with him for the first time um like a few days later and we chatted and I'm like like how soon would you want to retire mm-hmm. and he's like Monday I would retire on Monday if you want to buy this practice <laughs> and I was like what all right yeah <laughs> cool <laughs> so we actually met and closed on the practice in two weeks which is unheard what? of it yeah. just doesn't happen um but you know it, it ended up I mean, just working out like that. So that's crazy. Mm -hmm. So now you're a dentist and a business owner. I am. Yeah. (laughs) How long have you had All Smiles or when did it, what year did it start? Yeah. So I purchased the practice in January of 2018. 18. Okay. So about two and a half years now, a little over that. Yeah. So were there any big surprises from like a business owner standpoint? So many. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, that's its own whole podcast. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But so many surprises. Yeah, just lots of things that, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, I mean, you know, literally, you know, it's, it's so interesting that you, you can't prepare for those things. And I think you have to learn to expect the unexpected and Mm -hmm. to get comfortable with change. That's like the biggest growth that I've had in the two last two and a half years is mm-hmm. knowing that I don't have control of everything <laughs> and being okay with that and yeah. just being ready to think on my feet and to embrace like, you know, change and hard work and go from there. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And normally I feel like with a business when you went or a small business, I should say, when you hire that first employee, it's like this huge leap. But I feel like for you, you needed that staff. I did. So did. Did that previous staff carry over into yeah. your practice, or they did? Yeah, okay. Dr. Dean um, Knutson is who I bought the practice from. He he had a smaller team. It, his practice was, um, you know, it was a, a pretty small practice, but mm-hmm. but wonderful. Um, and so he had a team of four, uh, like one front office, I think two part time hygienists, and one assistant. Okay, um, which is a pretty cozy team for a dental office. Sure. I mean, not I mean, some, you could get smaller, right? But it's sure. not, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
and that was really fortunate. He, um, they agreed to stay on with me and to start with me. Um, and I was forever grateful for that. It would have been really tricky to try and quickly hire all those people and put the pieces yeah. into place. So I was fortunate to have those people stay with me. Mm -hmm. Nice. And so did you start with that crew to begin with, or did you have to hire like additional? So we did, we started with that, that crew okay. and, um, we built quickly from there. I don't mm -hmm. remember exactly. I should have looked how long after I hired my next employee, but I feel like it would have been in, within months that we were okay. adding to the team. Um, because it did, it grew, it just seemed to grow from there. And now we have mm -hmm. 11. So it, it, we just keep adding people. Yeah, yeah that's amazing. And yeah. I know um, one of the reasons that me and so many others in the community love it is because of the culture that you've created, which is because of you and your team and like your core values. So I want to know, like, what's your vision behind the name? And like, <laughs> what, what, what part of that culture is really like, what makes it stand out? Yeah, thank you. Well, that was very sweet of you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think for me, I always wanted dentistry to feel inclusive, right? Because sure. it's an intimidating process. I, there's not yeah. a lot of people who love going to the dentist. And I get that. <laughs> it's not shocking. To me. I get told every day that people yeah. don't love being there. Um, <laughs> and I don't blame people for it. Um, but I also know that there's a lot of... Um, vulnerability with going to the dentist people mm -hmm. it's like it is a vulnerable space somebody's like digging around your mouth you can't see what they're doing you feel <laughs> self-conscious naturally I don't you know it's like yeah. it's just one of those things so I think I really wanted people to I wanted it to, to feel inclusive from the beginning and all smiles is literally the simplest way to say that I think <laughs> you know like yeah. all all of everybody all is people. welcome here. yeah <laughs> all of them come yeah. on in and I think that that has been um, our core values values <clears throat> have been important from the beginning. And it's something we go over with all of our employees from the start. Like, hey, if any of these things don't feel right to you, then it might not be a good fit because mm -hmm. we like we live this and it has to be like this. You know, yeah. the, the compassion, the fun, the, mm -hmm. you know, the acceptance, the integrity, the hard work, like all those things are really important to this team. Yeah. And, and we get told a lot that our that sometimes it seems effortless at our office, which I think is the hugest compliment ever. Yeah, because simple is hard. Simple is hard. And yeah. my team should get all the credit in the world for that because they make it look easy. And it's not they pour their they pour themselves into that business. Mm -hmm. And I am like so grateful for for the team that I have. Um, but yeah, we work we work our butts off. We literally talk in our morning. We have a team meeting every morning. Okay. And we talk about um, we go through our day. We look at who's coming in, um, important things to remember for them to make sure we're not dropping balls or mm -hmm. forgetting something that matters. Um, and then really like our goal for every patient is to give them the best experience they've ever had. Sure. And that's no small goal. That's like yeah. a lot of pressure, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, sometimes we don't do that, right? We're human. Yeah. We probably mess <laughs> up. But why not set the goal high enough where, yeah. you know, you go for it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it really feels like home. So I think you've Good. done that really well. Good. Yeah. And with any, you know, creativity and craft, which I'm including dental, because that's like that. a huge thing. Thank yeah. Um, it's it's hard to constantly be inspired or to keep up with the trends or mm. to beat the trends. Right. Yeah. So how do you stay motivated? How do you stay inspired in that industry? Yeah, that is it's really true. And I think a lot of dentists actually like creators or like, you know, a lot of these completely different you know, areas in life, um, we do hit walls where we're feeling uninspired or we're feeling yeah. like it's becoming mundane or, you know, you can only do so many fillings where you're like, <laughs> not another, another one. one. Why aren't you flossing? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that that happens, that burnout or that um, fatigue happens in every profession. And so for me, it's always been 
continuing education. I go right back to more continuing ed. And I really, you know, I think there's a, an interesting pressure in dental, and this might be too dental specific, but I'll say it. Um, <laughs> there's an interesting pressure when you hit like a wall to go towards something like implants or root canals, right? Because everybody's okay. like, oh, you need to add in another skill set and implants. Or like a, a service. Right. This yeah. is a really good thing to add into your practice. But those mm-hmm. things, they don't like scratch an itch for me. Sure. They've never have. I don't I don't have a ton of interest in doing it. It's not a service that I'm like itching to provide. Um, and so I've gone a totally different direction. And I <laughs> do a ton with tongue and lip ties. Mm. Um, that for me is really really like important and it's not typical for a dental office to have this <laughs> service who, who typically offers that yeah so it's maybe something that like a pediatrician's office would do okay. uh ent like an ear nose, nose and throat would maybe do something with that ob's mm-hmm. sometimes we'll release them in the hospital sure um but really it's a service uh for for infants but i guess all ages but i see a lot of infants who are struggling with feeding to, mm-hmm. you know, if they have extra tissue underneath their tongue or their lip, it can yeah. really cause tons of problems. So I have just totally been geeking out on this for the last <laughs> like five years. I'm actually in the process of becoming a lactation consultant because nice. I find it so fascinating. <laughs> and, but yeah, for me, that's where I just like go back to things that are interesting to me in dentistry. And I think that's a really cool thing about dentistry is there's so many things you can do with it. Mm-hmm. And so you just got to like refine what makes you happy and what motivates you and why why you got into it in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, that's great that you're doing what you want to do even if it's not the standard or the norm or Yeah. And it, it's any gender could do this, but I'm sure because you're a mom that gives you extra like oomph or passion for it might uh, it might but I in the same breath I've like some of my classmates have mm-hmm. in the last couple of years have stumbled upon this um you know they're like hey I kind of like this is really neat this huh. idea of yeah. helping you know moms and infants and they're actually males the ones that have reached out <laughs> nice. to me which I find fascinating <laughs> um but I think that like you said any gender could do it I think mm-hmm. it's something that probably I am more relatable because I'm a mother sure but maybe mostly because I've lived it like my children mm-hmm. were tied and that's how I got mm-hmm. into it. It wasn't like I just looked up one day like, <laughs> what else can I do with my time? Yeah. You know, I my oldest daughter was tongue and lip tied and it was um, really, really hard. I actually for a couple of years, I carried a ton of guilt that I had so mm-hmm. much trouble feeding her and I felt like I had failed in a sense. And so once I found out about tongue and lip ties and the effects that they could have, it felt really natural to do something about it, right? To like yeah. help other people not feel that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe you're onto something. Maybe that's like the next thing that all dental offices will offer. (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) I doubt it. But it'd be cool if they did. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) And I know, too, you guys have some sweet technology. So what is one of your favorite new pieces of tech that you get to work with? We do. I am a I am a like a tech junkie and I feel very at home here. You guys are obviously this this studio is pretty sweet. Shout out to Threefold. Yeah, hey Threefold, I see you. Um, no, I do we do have a lot of technology and I think that that is I mean, another aspect of dentistry that's really cool is that mm-hmm. it is packed with technology and it's there if you want it and there are like in the same breath you can do dentistry old school still, right? You can like sure. stick to the techniques and the tools and the you know, materials that have been around for ages. And it's not, it's not a bad service. Um, Mm -hmm. But for me, I feel like there's more there and I gotta like, I gotta go for it. I gotta like touch it, feel it, scratch it, put it (laughs) into place. And um, so, yeah, we have, I mean, 3D printing has been something that has been really fun for me. It's probably been the most challenging piece of equipment that I Mm -hmm. brought in because it works my like non, mm, 
my non-engineering mind because there's like mm-hmm. a lot of engineering that happens with 3D printing yeah. that I didn't know about. Um, so I've really had to like work harder at that technology than I have other ones. But okay. I kind of like that. It, it challenges yeah. me in a way that is interesting. Um, but the lasers are probably like my most practical, like favorite piece of equipment that we uh-huh. have. If I had okay. to do dentistry without them, I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and what services do they help? Oh, gosh. All of them or? Like, yeah, D, all of the above. We can <laughs> we can use it for so many things. Yeah. I think the traditional thought with lasers is that we used them just for soft tissue, like gum tissues, right? Mm-hmm. You know, either we're moving tissues to make them more beautiful, like a gum lift. Sure. Um, or we're taking care of tissues that don't belong there, like a biopsy. Okay. Or we're healing tissues that are sore, like where we take the laser and we're actually going through and we're just taking the bacteria and, and you know, getting it out of there so that these sure. tissues can heal. But lasers have gotten so cool now that we can work on hard tissue, which would be like bone and teeth, right? Mm. We can go in and we can move bone if we need to. We can prep. Wow. Yeah, we can prep teeth. We can do fillings with them. We can, <laughs> I mean, it's like so much. Wow. Yeah. Um, so for me, that, it, I feel very comfortable with a laser in my hand. It's like my tool of choice a lot of times because nice. it's it's great. It's yeah. just so versatile. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't think about a dentist and lasers, or at least I guess I didn't. No. It makes sense. Yeah, I don't think maybe, yeah. I'm, it's probably not your first thought, but it, hopefully in 10 years it will be. Yeah. I mean, hopefully a lot of dentists are, it's getting like, I mean, there's like mm-hmm. a momentum behind this. And I think people's people's eyes have been open to, you know, the good it can do and, mm-hmm. um and I hope like a lot of lasers are around and they get better and better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know it's only been like two and a half years, but have you had any like really cool, really big wins that are kind of sticking out to you in your mind? Yeah. I think that, um, I mean, we are completely in our infancy as far as a business is, right? Like we're yeah. teeny tiny little babies out there. <laughs> <laughs> but it feels like like things have, have been going the direction we want. Um, that doesn't mean it's been like sunshine and rainbows the whole time, sure. but I feel like we're we're going the direction we want to be. I'd say like recently the biggest win was we were voted best of the best here in Bismarck. Ooh. Yeah, which maybe for me was mostly validation. That sure. And I and I don't love that word because it feels self-serving, but I think there's always like an aspect of like everyone craves validation to a certain point where you just want to know like you're going the right direction or maybe you're doing the right thing or people are receiving what you're trying to put out there. Mm -hmm. Wow, like they're getting it. And for me, that felt mostly like that. Like, oh my gosh, (laughs) like it's like people, like we're doing it. Like it's Mm -hmm. good. Like someone's appreciating it and we're going the right direction. So um, that felt like a big win to me. Not like a win in the sense of bragging rights, but just like (laughs) a really big huge pat on the back and like a nice hug from like the whole community so I loved that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well to go from a high schooler who's shadowing to like full circle to being the best of the best dentist that has to feel good it did Mm -hmm. it really did yeah it was probably that validation Mm -hmm. that I really I mean I everybody craves but I I I really was craving that like I needed to know like yeah this is good like keep moving (laughs) like keep walking forward (laughs) and you kind of mentioned this earlier but on the flip side what have been maybe one of the biggest challenges that you've had to overcome? Mm-hmm. Insecurities, I think. Sure. And um, not not only my own insecurities, mm. mostly my own insecurities. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I won't put this on anybody else. Mostly my own insecurities. <laughs> and what I mean by that is I think it's pretty natural in a male-dominated profession, and not that that, you know, whatever, there's a lot of male dentists. And traditionally, sure. dentists were men, and that's how it was done. 
And I don't know why that always intimidated me or I always felt like slightly inferior, like Mm -hmm. maybe I don't have the skill set to do this. Maybe I'm not smart enough to do this. Maybe I'm missing something, you know, or I don't get the bigger picture. And so for me, it was like quieting that voice and trusting the process, paying my dues. (laughs) (laughs) Paying the dues. (laughs) And like just stepping forward in what felt right to me. But yeah, I think like there's always, not that I'm free of insecurities now. I think you always. We always have. Yeah, you have to yeah. question yourself and make sure that you, you're in check. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, insecurities and probably just like it, learning process, learning how to manage people. Yeah. <laughs> in dental school, you don't learn any business. Uh, you learn dentistry. So there was a lot of, you know, just putting systems in place and, you know, protocols. And that stuff is not super fun, but really important. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think like that all took time and was a challenge to do. Yeah. Cause like I said, like you're dentist, cause mm-hmm. you're not stopping that. Like you're still the main dentist and the business owner at yeah. the same time. So I'm sure that's crazy, but I mean, kudos for you. Cause like you said, it is a male dominated industry, but that's only because that's what you've seen and what you've experienced. And so hopefully you can kind of turn the tide at least for Bismarck other you know little girls and females that maybe want to be a dentist when they grow up so that's very cool yeah I hope so I think it's a really cool profession for people who want medicine I always knew I wanted to Mm -hmm. be in medicine I think that for me came very natural I didn't know what it would look like I didn't know if I'd be a nurse like um you know I had some other really important people in my life that were nurses and I always really venerated them and then or or was it going to be like an OB I've always loved babies you know I thought maybe I'd be an OB (laughs) still might do that someday I don't know can I go back as a (laughs) tuit probably not (laughs) yeah whatever Uh, or like I didn't know what it would look like exactly but what I like about dentistry is and I think I said this earlier it's a really nice mix of like science and art you Mm -hmm. get to you get to do art every single day Um, but there's good science there as well and it feels like medicine but not like scary medicine (laughs) yeah like i'm no brain just a little blood (laughs) just a little blood every now and then (laughs) i'm sure people are just like ah (laughs) oh there's somebody out there that loves that they're like oh i like the blood (laughs) um but also for me uh it was so important to know that i could have a family and to Mm. be a mom because ultimately being a good wife and being a mother is my number one job yeah and so i didn't want to have a job where i was going to be missing really important things where I was on call every important holiday or I was leaving in the middle of the night and and God bless the people that do that Mm -hmm. but dentistry has allowed me to really be a mom and be there for like the important moments but also fulfill like my itch to be a working woman because for me that is important Mm -hmm. I also knew I wasn't meant to be a stay-at-home mom sure and all the you know it just wasn't I'm a better mom because I work and I know that (laughs) I'm I'm nicer to my children and I love them you know in those moments a lot more because I don't get to see them all the time you know Mm -hmm. so yeah dentistry provided me kind of all these things that were important into like a package and it's it's really worked yeah yeah that's great because I think a lot of working women especially those that are maybe business owners feel like they gotta have to choose in some capacity because they're sacrificing something Mm -hmm. and so it's really nice to have an example of someone who's not I don't know if balance is the right word because that seems like a fictitious word yeah. balance <laughs> I think it's always like it's like this goal you yeah, know I was yeah. striving for balance but yeah. I don't think it's something you actually ever like maybe somebody journey. else yeah that yeah. you perfectly achieve <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's nice to see at least someone on that path well, thank you know you. figuring it out so um so what's next for all smiles in the oh, next year or two that's the million dollar question I think <laughs> um yeah I I guess I hope I I keep moving forward and whatever that means. I think Mm -hmm. for me, 
I want to always maintain like the quality that we're really trying to establish right now. I don't want it to feel like a, you know, a really too big practice where you become a number. Sure. Um, But I also want to be able to keep growing and keep adding in services and adding in cool technology. And some of that means that you you grow a little bit to do that. Uh, So I think my goal would be to maybe add in another dentist. Uh, We are in the process of probably expanding our building uh, Mm because we need more space. Wow. So there's some big things like coming up here and it's exciting. Mm -hmm. But really the end goal is simple, which is not easy. And that's to like (laughs) keep the quality and keep people happy and, you know, deliver good services. Yeah. Deliver smiles. Deliver smiles. That's great. (laughs) So going all the way back to maybe, you know, that kid that's selling candy at the end of these baseball diamonds or baseball games, what piece of advice or words of wisdom do you wish you could transfer? I would, I would tell her, that little girl, that it's good that you have a big mouth because I did. (laughs) (laughs) So I went with my brother who was like, he's like the, he was the smart one. Okay. Yeah. Like he had the brain for doing the math quick and sure, you know, making the, handle the money, yeah, handle the money, <laughs> do the deals. But he was super shy. So we'd be yeah. walking up and he's like, you have to yell, you have to say it. You have to yell at these oh, people sure. like say, would anybody <laughs> like to buy some candy? And I was like, oh, am I just like the big mouth? Like, am I just the person who's like yells the words, <laughs> but you know, as soon as they try and hand me the money, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know how to do that. Like, yeah, it's scary. That. Like, oh gosh, Tyler, you have to help me. But I would tell her like, yeah, like you've, being the big mouth is okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's good that like I felt comfortable, I don't know, using my voice and standing mm-hmm. up for myself. And well, it has gotten me in trouble at some point. <laughs> for the most part, I've been able to maybe refine that and tame it. And I think I love a woman who who can stand up for herself. I, I have three girls and I tell them mm-hmm. every day that, you know, they're valuable and they're important and their opinions matter. And they also need to treat people well. But, yeah. you know go after it like go get it and so I guess I just tell her keep going like keep being loud keep going after what you want and go sell some candy nice. yeah <laughs> all right well our last question is always the same what is one thing you wish you're really good at but aren't and how do you work around it so this is actually a really easy question for me um which is surprising because yeah but I wish I was good at music oh okay. and I'm not I've never been a musical person but I love watching people who are musical so in my mm-hmm. free time and don't listen to my husband but he would tell you I find <laughs> the weirdest things on the internet to watch yeah. and I kind of do like I find like these weird like hobby videos or sure you know random cooking things or like very interesting things but I watch a lot of music videos as well like I watch mm-hmm. people play music or create music or sing and it's never been a gift of mine but I always wished it was mm-hmm. so if I had a talent i would say i wish i could play an instrument really well nice a certain kind of instrument or so i think guitar players are dreamy <laughs> but i would take anything does josh play guitar no i've josh, asked you gotta get on that <laughs> yeah i've asked him to so fun fact i just ordered a guitar oh don't know why <laughs> so yeah so we'll see who ends up playing it first <laughs> yes well i told myself it was for my children oh, okay um, it's like this this like and it's not a ukulele, but it kind of looks like a ukulele. Um, uh-huh. But it's supposed to be like this easy guitar to like transition into learning guitar. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> totally got marketed to online. And I was, they hit like a button. I was like, I need this. Yeah. Um, but as I told Josh about it right after I ordered this, like a week or two ago, I was like, hey, I ordered a guitar. He's like, why? What? What are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. Maybe the girls can learn how to play guitar. Like, I really want one of our kids to, you know, I want them yeah. to be exposed to music and have that opportunity. And he's like, why don't you learn how to play it? And I was like, maybe I will. 
Maybe yeah. I'll try it with them. So I don't know. We'll see. Great. I love that. Yeah. Always got to try something new. To be continued. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thanks so much for sharing your story and kind of unveiling in a way the artistry behind the dental industry because oh, that's not something yeah. you hear about very often. And I think also it's inspiring hearing from another female founder that's just rocking it. So. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Makewell Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or subscribe wherever podcasts are found. If you'd like to learn more about the Makewell community or get connected, you can visit wearemakewell.com or at wearemakewell on Instagram. All right, we'll see you next time, friends.